welcome to the Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Nicola Fulstow, here with you today to talk about burnout, something that I am very, very personally familiar with. So I feel like I know a thing or two about burning out, having been there twice myself, unfortunately. So this podcast today is for women everywhere who feel like they are either on the brink of burnout or are in full-blown burnout. So what is burnout? It's a word and a term that's thrown around quite a lot these days. Um, You know, that people say, oh, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling a bit burnt out. But burnout is a very, very real thing, a very real physical thing. And symptoms can include things like just absolute, it's just like eternal fatigue. Like the tiredness just never goes away, even when you've had a full night's sleep. But most of the time you don't sleep very well or you wake in the night. Your muscles and joints feel sore and heavy. It can feel like you've got flu. You get in headaches and migraines. You can have a sore throat. You're feeling in a very low state a very heavy state, feelings of depression and sadness and loss and even apathy can kick in when you've when you've really reached that that low point of burnout. And like I say, I've been there a couple of times in my life and, and it's really not a fun place to be. My intention for this podcast today is that if you are on the brink of burnout or are experiencing burnout, you're in the middle of it. I I'm hopeful that by the end of this podcast, you will be able to shift your energy into a new place, a place of hope, a place that things can and will be better. That's all I want for you by the end of this podcast. And I think the big problem that we have when we're in burnout is that we keep thinking we have to do something, you know, we have to do something to get out of it. And often people may suggest things like, well, you should embark on a little bit more self-care, you know, a bit of self-love, go to a spa, go to the gym and do a yoga class, have a bath. All these things are really what you would love to do. But quite honestly, when you burn out, you simply don't have the energy. You do not have the energy within you to do that self-care. That is what is so scary about burnout. It literally feels like the lowest low. And you are simply unable at the point of burnout to really embark on any meaningful self-care that makes a lasting difference. So like I say, having been through it myself, I had to find another way because the things that I used to do, you know, to maintain my physical and mental health was so exhausting for me when I hit burnout that they weren't enjoyable. They were another to do. And trust me, when you are burnt out, the last thing you need on your list is another thing that feels like a to do. You just don't need any more. So where do you start if that's the case? So I think for me, I really had to get to the heart of what was happening with my burnout and almost see where did this start? And it started really as frustration. It started as frustration as a as a mum, as a wife, as an employer, um, had a business and, and an employee who works within that business. 
And the frustration was around all the things I had to do. And pretty much all of those were for other people or were for situations that had been created. I think it starts with this frustration, but you feel like if I can just do this, I'll just do that and then I'll have some time for myself. If I can just get through this bit, then I can have some time for myself. I'll just do that. Just, just, just. And I think by not recognizing and feeling and accepting that frustration in the beginning, that feeling of, hang on a minute, this doesn't feel very fair or wait a minute, this feels like I'm doing a lot here or hang on a minute, I don't feel very happy about this situation. I feel that over time just to continue plowing through it, going, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I believe that's what led me to burnout. And when I got to the bottom of it, it really was a case of I wasn't being honest. I wasn't being honest with myself or with other people about what I wanted to contribute or what I wanted to give. Now, obviously, I understand that there are times in our lives as, you know, in a job, in a family, you know, there are, you know, you've got to do things you don't necessarily want to do every day. This isn't about literally just getting rid of everything you don't want to do because that's just simply not life. But there has to be a balance. And when you find that essentially there is no balance anymore and the scales have tipped to the point where you are spending, you know, more than 60, 70, 80, 90% of your time doing things out of obligation responsibility or a feeling that you should, then as um, one of my favorite gurus always says, you end up shudding all over yourself in that simply you are living your life doing what you think you should do in order to not rock the boat, in order to prevent people around you from feeling any kind of discomfort. And I had a massive realization through my personal journey that what had started out as being a bit of a people pleaser, you know, and wanting everyone to be happy and wanting to be liked and accepted, got to the point where I became a mom. And then you just get very used to in those early years, just being on autopilot, you know, doing what's needed to be done without really a lot of regard for yourself. And I had taken that and continued that and it had bled into every area of my life where I found myself in a position where day to day I was just doing things out of obligation. I didn't want to upset that person. Or what if that makes that person feel a bit uncomfortable? I definitely won't say that. Well, I definitely need to do that because so-and-so needs it and they're not going to do it. So I better do it for them. And it sounds really silly looking back, but I think it's really easy to get yourself into a bind because what starts out as you feeling like you don't want to upset somebody or you don't want to offend or it's only a small thing, so we should just do it. What happens is your personal boundaries just become real flexible and people don't mean to take advantage of that, but over time they just get used to you doing it all. After all, I mean, like you seem to be able to handle it. You're superwoman. And the amount of times I was called, oh, you're a superwoman. I don't know how you do it all. And inside I was thinking, I hate this. 
<laughs> you know, but everyone's looking at you, thinking, "Look at her. She can handle. Look at all. Look at all that she handles. Isn't she amazing?" And there must have been a part of me that kind of liked that attention, that liked the fact that people saw me as this really capable person, and I was capable. I just hated what my life had become. So it gets to the point where you start to think to yourself, you know, do I want to be seen as capable and strong and superwoman and be completely empty on the inside? Or actually, do I want to readjust my life to fill up my cup first and live in a place of joy and happiness and fulfillment and growth where everything I'm giving to other people is coming from that place? It's not coming from a place of obligation or duty or responsibility or anything that feels heavy. When you fill yourself up and you are full, when your cup runneth over, as they say, when you give from that place, oh, it feels so good to give from that place, but it doesn't just feel good for you. The other person feels good receiving that because when you give from a place of duty or obligation or responsibility and you feel like you should... Actually, what that feels like on the receiving end is that you owe someone a favour. It feels like there's something, that they have given something to you, but you aren't entirely comfortable with the situation. That's if someone's very tuned in. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of takers out there who are oblivious to the fact that you are giving, 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 and they are taking, 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 and they haven't stopped to notice that you are actually drained. But there has to come a point and it's up to you, where you have to take responsibility for your boundaries and where you have to decide, are you happy to just continue to allow people to encroach upon those boundaries or even worse, put yourself forward for things that you don't want to do in order to make sure that people see you as the good person that you really are because you are a good person, you're a lovely person, but where it's got a bit skewed over the years is that you have believed you have to do things to be seen as a good person. You have to do things for other people to be valued, to be loved, to be seen. And that is where the boundaries have become like jelly because you really aren't sure or confident that without doing all those things, without being everything to everyone, that really you will be loved. So burnout really, it's very core, I believe, comes from a self-worth issue. It comes from the question, if I don't do this, will I be loved? So you have to get to a place really where you're working on that self-worth and you know that you don't have to do anything in order to be loved. You don't have to do anything in order to be valued. You are that person anyway. And the people who are meant to be in your life, the wonderful people who do care for you and do truly love you, will love you regardless. And the people who will use you, hopefully you will get rid of them through this process. So where do you start? Because if you're anything like me and you're you're at that stage where you're on the brink of burnout or you've burnt right out where you, you literally have been in bed because you've felt that ill and maybe you've even been to the doctor and they can't get to the bottom of it. Perhaps you've been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome or ME 
or you're maybe having hormonal or thyroid or adrenal gland issues and you know you're just wondering what on earth is going on i truly truly believe in my soul that these physical manifestations are down to emotions that we're not allowing ourselves to feel that we are stuffing down like i said the frustration the sense of obligation the sense of duty that feeling of being drained by people around you, by environments, by the places that you're going and the the things that you're doing, we're in denial of those things for so long that basically our body says, hey, over here, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. You're not following your heart. So I'm going to make you stop. I am going to force you to stop because that is the only way you are going to make a new choice. And Oprah Winfrey describes it really well. I can't remember the exact quote, but she said something like, you know, your life is speaking to you all the time. And at first it can be, you know, a little bump on the head and, oh, that that's weird. That That's odd. Hmm, that feeling's funny, bit off. And you carry on, ignore it. And then it's like a pebble hitting you on the head. And it's like, oh, that didn't feel good. Don't really like that. And you carry on, you ignore it because after all, you should do this and you should do that. So you carry on tracking on and then a brick gets launched at your head (laughs) and it's like, oi, listen, you're not listening to your life. You're not listening to me. And eventually you hit the brick wall and that is burnout. I told an analogy, I used an analogy with a client the other day and, and sort of said, imagine that you're in a car and you've got an appointment. The appointment is something you should do. You know you should do, right? You've got to go to this appointment. It's an obligation. And you get in the car and you turn the engine on and the petrol light comes on and you think, oh, that's inconvenient. You know, I need to get to this appointment. I should get to this appointment. I'm expected at this appointment. I'm going to ignore that petrol light. And you ignore the fact that you have not got enough fuel to get you to your appointment. You reckon you'll make it. You can make it. If I can just make it to this appointment, after that, I'll refuel. So you're driving along, you're driving along, the fuel light is on. You know you've got to get to this appointment. And, you know, you, you, you're a little bit on edge because you, you, you know deep down you don't have the fuel to get to this appointment, but you, you keep trying. And along the way, you see someone by the side of the road who's waving down cars to help them. And all the cars are just driving past this person, but you decide because you're a good person. That's right. You are a good person and you have to act like a good person and do the right thing. You pull over and you say, hey there, what's up? And they go, oh, I've hardly got any petrol left to get to the petrol station just down there. I just need a bit more petrol. Can you help? And you feel guilty because you got a little bit of petrol and they need it. And you decide, well, it's the right thing to do. I'm a nice person and I'm going to give them the remains of my petrol. I'll still hopefully have enough drops left to get me to my appointment. So obviously I know it isn't as simple as this, but you give them your fuel. Yeah, so you've still got a little bit left, but you give them your fuel and off they go. Happy as Larry, they are thrilled with you. They love you right now because you have given them what they need. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And off they go to the petrol station, happy as Larry. 
So you wave them off. Bye, bye. Feeling really good about yourself in the moment because you've done a nice thing. You're a nice person. And then you get in the car and you turn your engine on. Well, that doesn't sound good. But never mind. You've got to get to this appointment. So, you know, just foot down. Let's just crack on. And then the light is not only on now, the fuel light is blinking and a little alarm starts going off. And then you see smoke coming out of the exhaust or from under the bonnet. I don't really know a lot about cars. (laughs) So this is just how it goes in my head. And it's pretty chaotic inside that car. It's stressful. Everything is telling you that by now, not only should you have gone for petrol, but now you just need to stop. But well, what options have you got? You either stop and don't make your appointment or you try to keep making that appointment. You might as well keep going, right? You're in it now, just keep going. And then the engine fails. It makes an awful grinding, spluttering noise and comes to an abrupt halt. Slap bang in the middle of the dual carriageway. It is carnage. You've got cars traveling at speed, trying to get around you, beeping at you, annoyed with you, and you just feel like, yeah, you've come to a stop and now there is nothing you can do. You can't move the car. You can't get out of the car because you're surrounded by traffic. You are just stuck. And that is what burnout is. It's when you've ignored all the messages, all the alarms, all the signals, when you've given stuff that you haven't had to give in the first place and you've drained your energy of all life and now you have a big problem. You've not just run out of fuel, you've destroyed your engine and now the only option is to get towed to safety and start work rebuilding that engine and that is where you are when you've hit burnout. It's no longer enough to go and get some fuel which is self-care. That's what self-care is. Self-care, self-love, little acts of kindness every day. They're your fuel. They're your maintenance. That's what you do to keep the car going. Hugely important things to do. But when you've burnt out, when you've wrecked your engine, when it's destroyed, when it won't work, when the car won't go, you can't just fill it up with petrol and keep your fingers crossed. It will make no difference. You have to rebuild your engine. You have to get to the heart of what's broken and rebuild it. So I often think it's really, really helpful when you're struggling with a situation and in this case burnout or feeling completely drained of all life and energy. I think it's really, really helpful to kind of figure out how you got here. You know, if you are struggling with this situation, I think that first you have to accept that you're probably feeling like this because you've got a lot on your plate and you probably feel the pressure of that because you can't see which thing you can remove from your plate. It feels like you have to do it all and be on all the time. And that in itself as a standalone thing is a lot. You know, these days, and I've spoken about this with my parents in the past, these days we come home from work and unlike my parents, they would come home from work and The minute they shut that front door, they were in their own space. They could relax. There was time to connect with family, time to restore, time to rest, because there was nothing they could do about the day they'd just left behind them. 
they could spend time worrying about it, I guess. But really, there was nothing physically they could do. There was no laptops. They didn't have the phone. You know, they didn't, they weren't looking at social media or scrolling through that every night. There was only a certain amount of things available on TV that they could watch. You know, so almost that simplicity made it far easier for them to come home, shut the front door and go, well, there's nothing more I can do about that. So I might as well relax, connect with my family, enjoy my evening and deal with it the next day. We in today's society right now, we, we don't have that luxury. You know, we are switched on all the time. So the point where, you know, you even notice sometimes with some people, they cannot leave their phone alone. They can't leave the phone alone. If there's a spare minute, a spare second, if there's a pause in conversation, if there's just, a, you know, a time in the day where they've got nothing to do, they look at the phone. I think we're all guilty of this. So we're always on. And that feeling in itself is so overwhelming because it feels like there is no rest, no break from always having to sort everything out or take action or be productive or do something. We have become human doings and our culture has become centered around this idea of you're either spending all your time being productive or consuming things. And really we're moving away from what we all really need, which is connection, fulfillment, expansion. So I think the first step is to understand that you do have control over your time. You can choose to sit and scroll on your phone all night. You can choose to sit um, watch Netflix. And if those things relax you, if they really relax you, if they make you feel restored, if they are entertaining to you in a way that they fill you up, by all means, crack on. But actually, if they are mindless, if they leave you feeling flat or like indifferent, you have to ask yourself why you're continuing to do them. Are you helping yourself? Are you expanding your best self or actually are you just doing what you always do? Because you're never going to get out of this if you continue to spend your time doing what you always do. You have to make a new choice. And I've much more consciously become aware of how I spend my time in the evenings. You know, we don't get a lot of time in the evenings, you know, once the kids are in bed, done chores, whatever. And we would always just like crash in front of the TV for an hour. And we've stopped doing that. We do watch TV sometimes, but often we don't because I'd rather maybe go and take a bath or go and read something that I feel fills me up. Or sometimes I do my nails or give myself facial or just, you know, we just lie in bed and just chat. And I think the those are the things that are filling me up more these days than chucking Netflix on and finding something to just consume or hopping on Instagram and scrolling. Don't get me wrong. I do do that sometimes. You know, I am guilty of all these things sometimes, but I'm trying to become more conscious of how I spend my time. So that's one thing you can do. You also have to be aware that this feeling of being on all the time, this feeling you could be fooled into thinking that you are constantly connected, likes on Facebook, Instagram, friends on Facebook, but really is it giving you the connection that you need because for me, as much as it's a great way actually of networking, I've met 
actually people who are now friends, I've met them through um, Instagram or Facebook and I've just, you know, found that we've had common ground. So I think they're the most amazing networking tool. But how supported have you ever felt by someone if you've put something on Facebook and they just like it? You think, yeah, I've got a bit of a support, but it's fleeting. It's over really quickly. You don't feel propped up by that. And in this situation where you're feeling burnt out, empty, drained, you need a bit of propping up. You need real, deep, meaningful connection. You need to know that people are behind you, people rooting for you, people are supporting you. A like on Facebook does not do that. It's too fleeting. It's too easy for people to like something or share something. You need to know that you have a connection with someone who is supporting you. So part of getting out of overwhelm, part of getting out of burnout is reaching out to someone and saying, this is how I'm feeling. I need to share how I am feeling. And most people these days do that possibly by putting it on Facebook and they get a load of people doing, you know, hugs and, you know, hearts and this, that and the other and nice emojis on Facebook and they feel supported in that moment. They feel validated. But actually it's in no way life-changing. It's in no way empowering you to do anything different. Whereas actually reaching out to a real human being and saying, I am coming to you because I trust you. I know that you're a good person and I know that you will get behind me. is something that could help you to move towards a happier life right now. It would certainly make you feel propped up, supported, and that is what you need. So, reach out for help. And that could be a doctor, it could be a counsellor, it could be a therapist, it could be a friend, it could be a partner, anybody at all, your parents. This is not dumping on people. This is not, you know, being a victim and, and expecting someone to come in and fix your life. And that is the problem these days. Too many people think that asking for help is a weakness. They think they have to fix everything themselves. They think they actually have to fix themselves. They have to work harder to fix themselves, do more, go to the gym. I need to meditate. I need to meditate more. I need to eat better. I need to this. I need to that. I need to that. And all you're actually doing is giving yourself more things that you think you should be doing. It's more overwhelm. Whereas just reaching out to connect with someone to say, I don't even know why I'm coming to you. I'm not asking for anything. I don't, I don't need anything from you. I just need a friend right now, or I just need to have this conversation with someone right now. I just need to share how I'm feeling. That is fine. That is what you need. You need the deep connection. You need to know that so many people are happy to spend that time just listening. If you go to someone and say, I'm not asking for you to fix me. I'm not asking for your advice. I'm not asking for anything. I just need someone to listen. You would be amazed at how propped up, how much stronger and how much more relieved you feel after that. My nan always used to say, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I really, really believe that. So reach out to someone today. I think somewhere along the line, we've had this idea that we need to be superwoman you know, wonder mum, that we need to have it all, do it all, be it all. And 
in doing that, we're isolating ourselves. We're putting on the do not disturb sign. We're saying, I don't need your help. I don't need anybody's help. I've got it covered. I'm an independent woman and you should be. You are an independent woman. You don't need anybody to complete you, but you absolutely need community. You absolutely need connection. You absolutely are entitled and deserve support. So why aren't you asking for it? You don't need to do it all yourself. You don't need to take on more in order to fix yourself. Sometimes you actually just need to be open and vulnerable enough to share that you're struggling. There's a big difference between being a victim in your own life and expecting everyone to rally around and fix it for you and taking charge and responsibility over your own healing and your own life and reaching out for support. They are two completely different things. Don't get them mixed up. There is a difference between trying to do it all, be it all, have it all, and be everything to everyone and being a strong woman. They are not the same things. And once you start to understand that, you realize where you've been going wrong. And that is the you have associated being strong, being capable, being independent, all these things that we've all grown up being told that we should be and that women have fought for all these things for us to have. And we are all grateful for that. And we feel like it's almost doing those women who fought for our freedoms and our equality and all of that. We feel like it's doing them a disservice if we're not stepping up into this role and going after everything and being ambitious and you know, having the career, having the kids, having the most amazing romance and all this just stuff that we think we should be rather than actually just doing what makes us happy. So at this stage, I need you to recognise, accept, acknowledge that Superwoman has got you to where you are and has helped you to become the person you are today. Superwoman is not a bad woman. She's not done anything wrong. She's done what she needed to do to get you to this point in your life. Acknowledge that. Celebrate that. But now she's tired. She's no longer serving you the way she needs to serve you. And there's no need for her to continue to service everyone else. Show up and be the heroine in your your own life by all means, but there's no need to be the heroine for absolutely everybody else. You do not need to go there. So whilst superwoman or the doer or whatever you call that person who is juggling all the balls, spinning all the plates and hanging on by a thread, acknowledge that she's given you a lot, but acknowledge that it's time that she goes on holiday for a bit. Because instead it's time for the person within you who wants to be happy, that person, the person who values connection, who wants that connection back, the connection to herself, the connection to others, the connection to the things that make her happy, that joyful person needs to get back in the driving seat. It's time. It's time to do something different and take charge in a different way. Not take charge by doing it all. Instead, just take charge by being a bit more authentic, a bit more real about where you want to put boundaries in place. What is draining you? 
What are you tolerating that you no longer want to tolerate? And the first step is just being honest about that stuff to yourself or to another person or both. There's no need to make a decision right now. There is no need to make any enormous life-changing decisions or actions. There's no need to keep doing right now. Now is for restoring. Now is for building energy back. And the only way that you are going to do that is to start by putting more time in place in your day, prioritizing, filling up your own cup. And it is that simple. And you may not know how to do that right now. You may be so burned out that you do not even know how to begin to build your energy. And I'm telling you that if you are in that position, you need to go to someone and ask for help, ask for support, for time, for space, for a break, so that you can just be, so that you can do nothing. You can just flow with the day. And it may, you may need a day, you may need a weekend, you may need a week, you may need a month. But this is your life. And if you are alive and breathing, but you're not living, you are doing a disservice to that life. You are doing a disservice to yourself, to the people who love you, your family, your friends. You are meant for more than this. And you know that. And that's what burnout is. It's saying you, you, you're worth more than this. You're not a doer. You're not a human doing. You're a being. But we've come so far past that that we can't remember who we are anymore. So now is the time to stop the doing. And I appreciate that that is very, very difficult when you have so much to do. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And that's the challenge. That is the challenge just that. You have to figure out a way of being okay with not doing it all. With not doing it all yourself. You need to ask for help. And that is where you need to begin today. I truly, truly hope that today has been helpful for you. I hope you don't feel alone. I hope you don't feel isolated anymore and feel like no one gets you. I've been there. I've done it. I've got the t-shirt. And that is why I'm here today because there is, this is the human experience. You are not alone. There is nothing wrong with you. You're just tired. And if you're tired of feeling tired, then perhaps today, is the day to try something you've not tried before. And maybe that is just reaching out to someone. Maybe that is putting some boundaries in place. Maybe it's making a new decision about how you spend your time in the evening. But you have got the power to do that. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, be sure to subscribe and you would also massively be helping a girl out if you would rate and review the podcast today. I would love to know what you thought. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Best Self Project and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.